Thank you so much for listening to the Big Time Talker podcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network, live from Washington, D.C. I'm Burke Allen, and thank you to our sponsor, SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. You can catch the podcast at Apple iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you subscribe to podcasts, or just ask that funky Alexa device that you have to play the Big Time Talker podcast with Burke Allen, and boom, magically, we will appear in your ear. Our guest today is going to talk to us about how he is keeping it together in COVID times. You know, COVID has massively magnified uh, the problems of speakers and entrepreneurs and uh, married folks and single folks and pretty much all folks. But this guy uh, is managing to keep smiling through the whole thing. And we want to get his secret. His name is Evan Money. He joins us uh, live from California. Hello, Evan. Perks. So excited to be here. It is honestly a true, true honor to be here with someone who has been on the air, remember that term, for as long as you. So excited to be hanging out with a legend here. Oh, cut it out. On the air everywhere. Look, you're pretty legendary yourself. You are. You and I have CBS Radio in common. Um, you've done a ton of podcasts. You've been, you've been featured in tabloids, which I have not to this point been featured in tabloids. So you got me there. Um, you're an author. And one of the things that I love about what you do is that a big part of your platform is being happily married, the whole happily ever after thing, because, man, does that get lost in today's world. Uh, But I think it's a great place to start. How does happily ever after make it in the era of COVID? Uh, Well, it's it's funny you ask, because COVID or non-COVID, my bride and I both grew up here in sunny Southern California, and I think that's as toxic as an environment can be for a happy marriage. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. So all we saw growing up here in Los Angeles was you could be married and miserable. We saw a lot of that. You could be divorced and desperate. That was pretty much everywhere. Or you could be single and cynical. And so I was in this spot of like, is that all there is? Surely there's got to be more to life than this. Surely there's got to be a happy marriage somewhere, not just in the Disney movies, right, Burke? And I was, my quest was to find it. And so we searched and searched and searched, and I really couldn't find anybody living that. And my bride and I were on this quest when we first got married, like, oh, we're going to figure this happily after thing out. We're going to find it. We're going to find it. We're going to find it. What we realized, Burke, is it wasn't a place to be found. Rather, was a place that we created with our actions and our attitude. And we said, oh, my gosh, we're the ones that can create this, like, every day. So how do we, how do we create this happily ever after? So the first thing we started to do, Burke, and I give my bride all the credit because she was a, a big dreamer and excited, and I was a practical male, right? Like, hey, we don't have any money. We can't do any of this stuff. Right. <laughs> and she came along and said, hey, what if we got remarried in a different state or country every year? And I'm just like, huh? You want to do what? <laughs> and then she kind of winked at me and was like, well, you get a honeymoon too. And I was like, oh man, let's do it. <laughs> so that's, that's really where we got the, the idea to start. The challenge was, Burke, was we didn't have any money. And in today's world, it's a little different. But back then, when you didn't have money, that meant you could do anything. Right. There's so much debt forgiveness and all this stuff. But back then you had to have money to do anything and there wasn't couldn't go that negative on things. So I was just scrambling, trying to get super creative. So our first ever like, okay, we're going to get remarried again and this is going to be awesome. And the biggest I could think of, Burke, was Tijuana, Mexico. 
you know, wedding destination capital of the world. And (laughs) so that's how big I could think, right? And I know God has a sense of humor because we ended up winning an all-expense-paid trip to Paris, France, on our exact one-year anniversary date from our first marriage. We were in Paris, France, getting remarried at the Palace of Versailles, of all places. And I was like, "Beautiful." okay, we're on to something here. So that's been our journey for the last 27 years. And COVID and no COVID, we have decided to stay in that honeymoon bliss state. And that has made all the difference. You've got to go to Evan's website and see the photos of all these marriages that, that they've done. EvanLovesSusan.com, E-V-A-N, EvanLovesSusan.com. And there are photos from everywhere, from California to Versailles, France, to uh, Arizona. And you can see every one of them, even I think it was wedding number 17, maybe, or uh, yeah, uh, marriage number 17, wedding 17, here in Washington, D.C., in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Um, COVID puts the kibosh on some travel. How did you pull it off in the last year? Ah, yeah. So that's what's, you know, it's fascinating on the, re, you know, the perception of COVID and the realities of COVID. So uh, over Thanksgiving, we left to, um, we left to Mexico and we get remarried a different state or country. And so we've discovered that Mexico has like 32 different states. So I'm such a unique country. So um, it's, it's, it's fascinating. When we left the country to go to Mexico, we got to Mexico, and in America, COVID is six feet, right? It's all about six feet apart, six feet apart, six feet apart. Well, Mexico, right. it's only right. five feet. <laughs> it's because of the math, right? Every, every, everywhere else is meters, right? And so 1.75 meters just didn't click. So it's like, oh, yeah, we'll just call it a meter and a half, five feet, whatever. Um, but I remember coming back in, so it was a day... We, we left the week before, and we came back home, like, the two days after Thanksgiving, and everybody was talking about, oh, California shut down, it's martial law, it's this and that, and da 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 And so we get to the, the border check-in, and I'm thinking, on the way back, Burke, and I'm thinking, are we going to do DNA scans? Are we ever going to get home? You know, are we going to be stuck here? Are we going to, you know, are they going to throw us in some, you know, Marvel Comics, you know, quarantine thing? And it was so hilarious, Burke, because this is, like, right when California's locked down again, and we land the plane, we get to customs, everybody smiles, they wave us away from the stupid machines, and we walk right up to a guy, he looks at us and goes, welcome back, stamps us, and we're done. Is that <laughs> right? Was it was like, that easy. This is the best ever. Normally, it's like an hour wait, you got to do all this stuff. I'm like, I'm liking this. But uh, for our wedding uh, last year, we, my son and I, long story short, we're big Disney fans, the whole family's Disney fans, but Disneyland shut down in California. So we went to Disney World with the kids because they kind of missed all the activities. And so late 2020, went to Disney World. On the way back, we stopped in Tennessee, and we we told the kids, hey, look, Disney World was for you. Tennessee's for us. So you guys, we set them up at the water park, and we said, okay, we're going to go have our wedding. We're going to go have this, and we're going to do all that. So we got married in Tennessee at, at the Belmont Mansion, which my bride read a book about, got inspired. So, um, so yeah, COVID, no COVID, we got to make it happen. I love that. And I saw the picture of marriage number 27, wedding 27 there at 
at the Belmont in, in Nashville. So that's how that all came to be. Now, you actually, do I have this right? You give away copies of your book, Happily Ever After. Yes. So in today's world, right, it's, you talk about digital books and this book, but my bride and I believe old school, right? And the, uh, there's something up to tactical and tangible about a hardcover book, right? Like a real book. Um, I mean, you know, some we can bend the pages, right, and scribble. So, uh, well, my bride and I will actually send you a hard copy, not a hard cover, but a hard copy book for free. Uh, the book's normally like 17 bucks or whatever on Amazon, but we'll send you the book for free. We just ask that you cover, you know, a couple copies worth of shipping and handling. And, you know, that'll get out in the mail to you. And we've discovered that, you know, just, you know, you've heard the classic joke where they call it shelf help versus self-help, right? Because uh, yep, people yep. buy the book and then stick it on the shelf and never read it. So it only works if you read it. <laughs> we'll send it to you regardless. Either way. Uh, Evan Money is our guest today. Uh, the book is Happily Ever After. He's a number one best-selling author. And, and I guess the question would be what it is you want people to get from this book. You know, what's in it for Evan and Susan? Yeah, so here's the thing, Burke, and I think it was Pope John Paul II, he quoted it the best, that as the, as the family goes, so does the country. And it doesn't matter what country. And so if you really niche it all down, right, like all the challenges in the world and all of this stuff, COVID, no COVID, whatever, it really comes down to that family unit. And so whether you're faith-based or not, it doesn't matter what you believe, the core of the family unit is what dictates the direction of any country. So what's in it for my bride and I is we kind of want to champion this marriage of greatness movement. Because, Burke, you've interviewed some amazing people. I've looked through some of your – I'm like, I mean, you and Larry King, you guys are like – you're taking the torch from Larry King, which is exciting. So, yeah. uh, But yeah. you look at all the amazing people you've interviewed, right, like in sports, you know, greatness in sports, right? Tom Brady's hot right now. He won his 800th Super yep. Bowl, right? So greatness in sports. You've got exactly. greatness in entertainment, right? Like the greatest entertainers of all time, right, and all the rock and roll legends you've had on your show, right? And then there's greatness in business, right? And they're even, you know, I, I applaud Madison Avenue for pulling this one off. They're getting people to believe there's greatness in video games for all the PlayStation people out there. I see those ads. I'm like, okay. Yep, yep, so, yep. But no one ever talks about having a marriage of greatness. No one ever talks about, you know, really striving for greatness in your marriage. Because, again, that family dynamic, you know, one of my favorites, one of the rare people I found they got to connect with, uh, and actually was in my movie with him and his son, was Zig Ziglar. And Zig was the first to talk about the home court advantage, Burke. And we know in sports, right, the home team, right, has the advantage. Everybody knew, you know, the Buccaneers had the advantage, the home team. And so he talked about kind of that home team, home court advantage. And so that's what's in it for my bride and I, is championing greatness in marriage, because we know as the household, you know, locks in and is excited and happy, that trickles out to the neighbors. And it's like, gosh, there's that happy family over there. Gosh, I'm just happy being around them. And that trickles out into the neighborhood more. And then that trickles out into the city. And then that trickles out into the city government. And then that trickles out into the state. That trickles out of the country. And pretty soon it all starts at home. And, you know, as exciting as you made me sound, Bert, the simple truth is the biggest room in my house is the room for improvement. So knowing that I still have to work on my stuff and continue to be better, kind of like Tom Brady, right? He's working on it in the football aspect. I'm working on the marriage aspect. 
but that is what trickles and that what that's what makes the change. There's so many people, Burke, you, you've interviewed them, you get, there's so many people out there that want to change the world, but very few people want to change themselves. Change starts yeah. at home, for sure. Yeah. And uh, Absolutely. Evan Money is our guest today. The, he and his bride, Susan, have remarried in a different state or country every year, at least once a year. And I think they're they're soon to be on wedding number 28. Um, you do a lot of, of, or at least pre-COVID, did a lot of public speaking. And so you're gone a lot. You're on airplanes. You're in different cities. You're, you're doing your due. Now, Evan, now you are at home a lot more than you were before. And I wonder if that has crept into the relationship and keeping it fresh. And, and if you've got any tips for folks that tend to be eyeball to eyeball with their significant other way more than they used to. Yes, 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 and yes. So, so step one, Bert, I realized, um, and for my bride and I, actually, we, we've been incredibly blessed, is that we started the home office homeschooling lifestyle like 15 years ago. So I did my best to be very intentional about what speaking engagements I would take. So for example, we got in, I got invited to speak in Australia like at the end of 2019. And I look now at how blessed we were to do that because I'm like, you can't even get into Australia. I mean, they won't even let you, right? right that's right. The country's totally closed. So we took that opportunity, but that's something we said, hey, I grabbed my bride, I grabbed my kids, we flew down there, we ended up getting married at, at the top of the Sydney Bridge, and so I was very strategic with my speaking to say, how can I build this speaking into my lifestyle? And I know there's other speakers, right, that are always you know on the plane here and there, and now with COVID, it's like, oh my gosh, what do we do now? And so the cool part is the world has already adjusted. And so now the interesting part is watching these scales, right? Like, okay, well, we can't have you live, but we want you to come on Zoom. And the market has adjusted. People are paying to have Zoom speakers. They get it. They get the value. It, it's, it's a longer tail now, so they can say, hey, we can you know, have you come here and do host and do this, get really creative. But the Zoom world, I think, is there's going to be a new revolution, Burke, of the speaker that actually goes and presses the flesh, right, and is on stage and doing that. And I think there's going to be a whole new wave of just virtual speakers only. And so you're going to pick and choose, and there's going to be combos, right? Like, hey, we're going to have this speaker live, we're going to have these people virtual. And I think a lot of the bigger names that don't like to travel as much will do the virtual thing. So I think it's a super exciting time. And there, there's those that are the doom and gloom, right? Like, oh, what am I going to do and all that? But the, the simple truth is you, you get what you look for. So if you're looking for all the ways that the speaking industry sucks, you're going to find them. If you look for all the ways that the speaking industry is exciting and these new opportunities, guess what? You're going to find them. They're out there. Evan Money is our guest today. Visit him at evanmoney.com, evanmoney.com. And he's uh, he is the guy that you may have seen on TV or, or heard about on, on the radio podcast, read about in the newspaper, who remarries his bride uh, at least once a year in a different state or country. And, and they've been featured in tons of magazines and newspapers for uh, that unique idea. You wrote a book about it called Happily Ever After with Susan. But you, you've written some other books, too. And you've even gotten into the movie business and I wonder if you have any tips in this this COVID time, where so many people are just sort of eating ice cream and sitting on the on the couch and binge watching Netflix. 
you know, how do you stay energized to keep one foot in front of the other every day when there is, as you said, so much doom and gloom out yes, there? Yes, yes. And let me backtrack because you are so gracious, Burke, and you ask a direct question, I give you a roundabout answer. So let me get super clear to your previous question about the eyeball time with my bride. So for those that, yeah, I mean, that was our lifestyle. We were used to it. For those that haven't been, what we discovered is by getting remarried in a different state or country every year, and for those of that sounds way too scary, it's okay. You know, uh, we've had bikini weddings before. It's not the whole entourage and all this stuff. We've had really small weddings. We've had big ones. We've had bikini weddings. Those are some of my favorite because you get to write into the honeymoon afterwards, which is my kind of thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> is that you um, in the bikini or your bride in the yeah, bikini? That's the yeah, question. But with that, what that has done is it's created an atmosphere to where we're in two states. Right, because it's all about state of mind, and I know there's a lot of people listening that know Tony Robbins, and he's big on talking about your state, controlling your state, managing your state. But we're automatically in one of two states, Bert. And this answers your other question as well: is that we're either in a state of honeymoon bliss, which is a great place to be, or we're in a state of excitement of where's the next dream trip going to be? Hey, where do you want to go? We're looking at Dubai for this year, and we're super excited about that. But just by default, we're in those two states because we're always in that honeymoon mindset. And so the reason I call my bride my bride is to keep me in that state. I never refer to her with the W word. She's not my wife. She's my bride. Because if she's my bride, it's young, it's fresh, it's new. second she becomes my wife, it's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's kind of that. And, again, answering to this question, right, of like, okay, how many times are we going to binge watch the same episodes, right? You know, I remember, you know, and I knew the stock market plummeted, but as soon as the last episode of Mandalorian came out on Disney+, Plus, everybody was like, oh, what are we going to watch now, right? So so, uh, the great thing is all you need to do is turn to your right or to your left, and this is the best time to get away from the screen and look at all those books that are on your shelf that you haven't read. (laughs) It's such a wonderful time to find the world of print again and get lost in books again. And the other thing I can really encourage people to do is especially if you're reading the same books as your bride or even your kids, you are now so connected because you can talk about those things. Because we've all kind of watched the same things. or like, here, you watch your thing in your room. I'll watch my thing in my room. Watch the same stuff. Read the same books. Sure. It automatically connects you because you're on the same page. I love that. I do that with my uh, my teenage son. We try to go back uh, and and pick out one of the top 100 movies of all time from the AFI list, American Film Institute list, and then share that movie and talk about it. And 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 clearly, there are blessings for some of us uh, in COVID, where we get to spend more time with our families that maybe we wouldn't have had before. It's also, Evan, you know, you're a very positive guy, but you're also a realist. It's it's tough times for a whole yeah. lot of folks, folks that are in industries that have been decimated by uh, by covid um families that have, have had you know uh, lo- lost loved ones or had serious health challenges uh, you know you got lots of moms and dads who are really struggling with at home schooling oh, for yeah. their kids folks that have full time jobs and and now they've got to be home uh, you know at least a couple of days a week to to babysit the kids while they're doing their screen time uh and and i wonder what advice you would have to not to necessarily put a positive spin on things. I think spin's the wrong word, but to give people some hope that uh, that they can get through what is clearly a, a really tough time for an awful lot of people. Oh, absolutely. And 
And one of my, this is a longer, this is like a whole day seminar, but we'll, we'll keep it super short and sweet is there's two things, Berg. Number one is people are now getting to this point and understanding that the outside can't change the inside. So quick sports reference, Deion Sanders is a pretty well-known name inside outside of football. And he shared that the lowest point of his life is when he won his first Super Bowl. And you're like, well, how can that be, right? I mean, it's the ultimate. Da, da, da. And that's what he kept, everyone kept telling him his whole career. Like, oh, the ultimate Super Bowl. Once you win the Super Bowl, once you win the Super Bowl. Then he won the Super Bowl. Five minutes later, he realized, oh, it's just another football game. It cannot change the inside. The outside can't change the inside. The circumstances don't change the inside. Wherever you go, there you are. So if you say, oh, well, I'll just do what Evan says, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll go somewhere else, you know, get your problems follow you, right? Oh, we'll get a new house, we'll get a new car, we'll get a new this, all these temporary things. When it really comes down to looking at the inside and understanding that in order for things to get better, Burke, we have to get better. In order for things to change, we have to change. In order for things to grow, we have to grow. And one of my favorite quotes by a uh, futurist kind of revolutionary guy, his name is Irma McManus, he said it the best, and I, I have this in quotes all over my house, life doesn't bring you joy, especially in COVID, you put that in parentheses, <laughs> life doesn't bring you joy, rather yeah. you bring joy to life. And so you, you kind of hit it on the head, right? Evan, you're this positive guy, you're excited, you're also a realist. Absolutely, I'm a realist, right? You know, the... the um, the pessimist, right, looks at the glass and it's half empty. The optimist says it's half full. And the realist knows someone's going to have to wash the glass, right? <laughs> so, right? <laughs> so it's like, okay, why not get excited about washing the glass, right? So life doesn't bring you joy. You bring joy to life. And so coming on this show, just being excited about life is really that, it's really that simple. It's like, how can I bring joy to life? Because it's not going to bring me joy because very rarely do things work out like you think they're supposed to, right? Like ask everybody you bet on the Kansas City Chiefs, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. No football's not going to bring you joy. you got to bring the joy to watching football and enjoying football. Our guest is Evan Money on the Big Time Talker podcast, and we're talking about uh, how he is able to keep a positive attitude despite everything that's sort of spinning out of control in the world around him. And one of the things he's doing is is remarrying his bride at least once a year in a different state and sometimes different country, uh, and he's been doing that for years and years now. So you guys got married uh, in what year? So we, here's the thing. The math gets tricky, Bert, but I'll tell you my inspiration because, again, as I talked about you kind of carrying this torch from Larry King and being the new legend on the airwaves, is I got a chance to hang out with Jack Lane before, before sure. he died. And he was, at the time, he was 95 or 96, Bert, and he w- I went to this event. He was the keynote speaker at 96. Wow. And I'm going, yeah, so all the speaker match. You know, speakers out there, think about that. How relevant do you want to be in 96, right? Well, you're the keynote no at 96. And so uh, he, as well as, you know, the absolute uh, amazing legend, and he still has uh, amazing hair. A lot of people know him from The Secret, Bob Proctor. Uh, I've been blessed to huh. be able to hang out with yes. Bob and connect with Bob and talk off stage, on stage, behind the scenes. Just an amazing man. And Bob has talked about his hundredth birthday speaking event, Bert. And he's had this plan for 20 years. His 100th birthday, 
It's going to be at the Bellagio. It's going to be this epic speaking event. It's going to be a birthday celebration. It's going to be like the bigger than the Grammys, the Oscars. This is going to be the to-do, okay? So if you haven't got your invitation, you know, hit up Bob. Say, hey, Bob, oh, give me the invite. And I realized, Bert, that, you know, if he's been planning it this long, Bob's in his mid-80s now. He still has a ways to go. I'm like, if you're going to plan yep. that that much, you know, put that much effort and planning into your 100th birthday, you're probably going to show up for it, right? So my bride and I said, hey, we need a long-term goal. So our thing, again, for Bob and for Jacqueline is we want to have 100 marriages by my 100th birthday. Okay, 100 by yeah, your 100. 100, 100. So in order to do that, we have to double up here and there, triple up. We're already looking at, you know, some of those uh, you know, Burke, I know you're there with a teenage son, right? You know, you're getting up there, right? When you start getting the river cruise brochures. <laughs> right? You're like, no, I'm not that old. Come on. Um, but I'm looking at these river cruises, and we could do nine countries, right? Where so each stop is a wedding. So we're going to get to that uh, 100 by 100. And as far as a health goal as well, you know, I want to be able to enjoy that honeymoon on that 100th birthday. As well you should, young man, as well you should. I love it. I love the idea, and I love having something to look forward to like that. And, and you want to talk about the ultimate, keeping the relationship fresh. I think it's a, it's a hell of a good idea. Um, before I let you jump, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, the movies that you've been involved in and, and what those are all about. So there are a couple of movies. Tell me about, uh, about Evan Money movies. So it started as one of – actually, it was a – you know, I could say it was a COVID moment, but it was pre-COVID, but it's the same thing, right? You're sitting on the couch, you're watching a documentary or something that you normally wouldn't be watching, right? And I'm watching, I'm looking at this documentary, and it just hit me, Burke. I was like, this can't be that hard. I'm like, and I think it, a part of it was being a speaker, right? It's like a lot of people are scared of the stage and doing this, and it's like, no, it, it's a skill, but it's really not that hard, but you got to put the practice sure. into it. So. I was like, gosh, it, it just can't be, it can't be that hard. And so my, my growing up here in Southern California, my brother and I, you know, when you, they used to actually film movies in Los Angeles, for those listening, you know, back in the day. <laughs> I heard something about that. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, oh, where's the, where's the, where's all the credits? You know, let's go to Canada. Let's go here. Let's go there. You know, let's go to Georgia. Right. Uh, but every once in a while, they'll still film something in LA, but we kind of grew up around it. We grew up on the sets. We grew up, you know, oh, they're filming over here. Oh, they're over here. And they actually used to film stuff, Universal Studios and all that. So we always kind of played around and we were doing shorts with, remember this VHS, Burke? Remember that? <laughs> Ooh, you're dating yourself. <laughs> we, we had a VHS camcorder and we were making shorts even before we, the word short was even around, right? So. And we, you know, obviously there wasn't any editing software, right? Like I look at these kids like whining, like I got nothing to do. I'm like, you've got a whole movie uh, production company on your phone, right? Like all the stuff That's you can right. do, right? Like my brother and I, we had a VHS camcorder, so we had to shoot in chronological order and we only got one take because there's no editing equipment. <laughs> so it's like, you, you, you better get this right, man. One take, let's do it. Um, one take yep, money. Yep. So that's how I learned that. And so, again, sitting on my couch looking, I got inspired to do a documentary. And my thing was about the power of the spoken word. So for all the speakers out there, the movie is called Words of Art. And it's all about the power of the spoken word. The tagline is called Success is One Thing, Impact is Another. And as a speaker, we understand that the impact, the true impact our voice can have, 
And so it, the movie got picked up by Amazon Prime. So if you go to Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. Words of art for free. And all I ask is the cool thing, Burke, is Amazon pays me per minute that you watch the film. Because they're like, why should I pay? They're like, why should we pay you 60 minutes when someone only watches it for 10 minutes? I'm like, oh, yeah, I understand that. So please, even if you don't like it, just click, just hit minimize and let it run, right? So we can at least get some, <laughs> some more residuals here. So Evan gets yes, paid. Yes. yes, yes, yes. But in that movie, we have, you know, Darren Hardy. We have Zig Ziglar. We have Joel Osteen. We have Mark Batterson. We have some of the greatest old school thought leaders, new school thought leaders. Uh, we've got some classic other names as well, Dennis Waitley, and people that really were able to make this true impact with their words and looking at the spoken word as an art form. And so with that film, that was one of these, hey, I just sat on the couch and goes, man, I, I wanted to do it to honor all of these great speakers that kind of made the speaker industry uh, before they all passed away. And so uh, quick side story is we were about to go down and film with the Ziegler team. And, uh, you know, Zig was getting up there in age, but I wanted to catch him beforehand and all this. And they're like, hey, we don't know how, how Zig was. I'm like, no, it'll be great. We'll just come down and whatever he could do. And we're like all set. And then uh, two weeks before we were going to film, that's when Zig went to heaven. And me and my compassionate, you know, state was like, great, there goes my movie. The trash can. Uh, but I called to cancel to say, oh, gosh, you know, guys, I'm so sorry. Da, da. And to their credit, Tom, everybody was like, no, come down. We still want you to come down. And so we were able to create this whole legacy piece around Zig's impact and his legacy. And so if you're a professional speaker, that's, that's one. Again, the movie's made for you. So that's one. And then once we put that out, other people started coming to us going, hey, how can, can you produce my story? Can you do this? Can you do this? On a face-to-face journey, or even non-face-based. We did a woman called uh, Angela Alexander, and the story's called Miracles in Action, because basically, if anyone is having a tough time with COVID, if you watch this film, again, on Amazon Prime, it's free, Miracles in Action, no matter who you've lost in your life, what's going on, after you watch her story, you'll be jumping up and down, having that uh, life is tremendous moment trying to remember that uh, classic, what was it, Christmas story, right, where a guy wants to commit suicide, yeah. and he's like, my life's amazing, right? So this gives you instant perspective. So just her journey about, I'll just give you a quick highlight. Her brother gets out of jail, comes home, and murders her sister. A couple years later, two of her uh, boys get killed in a car accident, uh, and her husband was had brain damage from the accident and they thought he was drunk at the scene so they put him in jail when he just got hurt from the accident. I mean, all these crazy things happening to her, things that would just break a normal person. And she's got the biggest smile in the room and she's truly happy. And I remember meeting her at this event and I was captivated by her smile and then uh, I got home, you know, you go bird, right? People give you all their stuff and you're sifting through the material. Back in the old days, remember we used to hand out business cards? Remember those, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I get back from this event, I got everybody's books and stuff, and I'm looking through her stuff and I'm like, this can't be the same person. I must have wrote the wrong name on their stuff, right? Because I look at everything that happened and she's so happy, she's so excited about life. I'm like, what am I missing here? So I called her back and I'm like, we got to do your movie. So that became Miracles in Action. And that has been a blessing for so many, especially at this time, because again, if you're, no shame, no guilt, if you're feeling down, if you've lost a loved one, watch Miracles in Action, and she 
she can give you some great perspective on how to have joy in massive, massive grief. And, and the, the tagline is turning your, um, basically turning guilt into greatness, uh, turning your pain into power and your grief into peace. It's just a tremendous, tremendous film. So I appreciate the, the little soapbox where I can talk about that, but I think it'd be a great healer for so many people. You know, I'd, I'd love to see that movie and, and no matter how tough things are for you personally, I guarantee you, they're tougher for someone else out there, and, and it sounds like there's some inspiration in this movie. And uh, we'll definitely check them out on Amazon Prime, and we'll make sure to minimize them and put them in the corner if we don't like them. We'll <laughs> Thank them you. Run. Thank you. Nonetheless, <laughs> if you'd like to find out more about Evan and his books and his films, you can visit evanmoney.com. And if you happen to see uh, a man and his bride smiling wildly uh, in some exotic locale, uh, on your television screen. It's a good chance it's Evan and his bride, Susan, getting married once again because they do it frequently and they do it uh, big time. Congratulations on all your success and thanks for hanging out with us today. Hey, Burke, again, a true, true honor. And I am so, as uh, here in Los Angeles, I don't know the last time you've been out, but I'm actually going to go because if you don't have one, I'm going to put your name on the list, but I'm going to nominate you for a Grammy Award for just the legendary voice that you've put out on the airwaves, on the computer waves, and just a master of your craft. So, Burke, such a, again, such a joy and an honor. I am having that starstruck feeling sitting in my living room talking with you, so I appreciate it. You are far too kind, and you can stop all that never. Um, Evan Money is our guest today on the Big Time Talker podcast, powered by our buddies at Speaker Match. Thank you, Brian and the gang at Speaker Match for making it possible. If you are a meeting planner, you're a keynote speaker, visit speakermatch.com. In Washington, D.C., this is the Big Time Talker podcast. Now go out there and make it a great day. Bye, everybody.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.